Welcome to the Fit Factor Podcast, where we discuss health and fitness for those who may have mistakenly thought that their best, healthiest days were behind them. That's about to change. Welcome to the Fit Factor Podcast. It's good to have you guys here today. Um, If we have not met yet, if you don't know who in the heck I am, my name is Nathan. I am the host here at the Fit Factor, and uh, I'm excited to share some information with you guys today because a groundbreaking, first-of-its-kind study has just been completed that has some pretty powerful um, information in it. It has some powerful content that could literally change the world. I mean, this is the first ever global, like 194 countries were included in this research study. We're going to get into that in a second. Before we do though, let me real quickly just mention, um, my company, it factor coaching, uh, Fit Factor is our podcast, but It Factor Coaching is my company. Uh, I'm a certified health coach. I'm a personal trainer. I'm a certified nutrition coach. Uh, I'm basically, I was telling somebody the other day, I'm basically a one-stop shop for any middle-aged or senior adult that's just trying to get healthy. Unless it involves something that needs medical supervision and medical intervention, I am literally a one-stop shop for all things health, weight loss, uh, fitness, uh, getting in the gym and putting muscle on your body. You want to run a 5K, you want to run a half marathon, you want to run a full marathon, you want to do triathlon. I've done my handful of uh, triathlons. Um, I'm a one-stop shop for all things health, middle-aged and senior adults are are my specialty. I love, love, love helping people. And if you heard my story in my very first episode, you'll know why. Uh, If you haven't heard that, definitely encourage you, invite you to go check out episode number one of Fit Factor, because I share a little bit about myself, where I came from, how this show even became a thing, why we're even here in the first place. So uh, itfactorcoaching.health is my website, www.itfactorcoaching.health. And you can find me there. Social media links are there. Uh, some information's there. You can subscribe to my newsletter there. Just go check it out, itfactorcoaching.health. And um, I'd look forward to meeting you, talking to you, and maybe helping you out. Be pretty cool if we could do that, right? Uh, so let's jump in. A study was done by The Lancet on Global Health. This is out of Switzerland. This, this research was done over a period of, I want to say about eight years. They really studied... Uh, the science, they really studied the math, they really studied the economics, used a lot of scientific mathematical formulas to create this report. Um, But it's the first of its kind global study, 194 countries included in this. And they identified a list of diseases that in the next seven to eight years, by 2030, they, they identified a list of diseases that will kill approximately 500 million people around the globe. And what they found was one very specific treatment for every single one of these diseases that could prevent 
those 500,000 deaths. I'm going to take you through the list first before I give you the cure. Here's the list. Alzheimer's, anxiety, depression, dementia, many types of cancers. They specifically named breast cancer, colon cancer, bladder, endometrial, gastric, esophageal, and renal cancers. Specifically mention those. Fatty liver disease, coronary heart disease, hypertension, and stroke. They listed these out specifically. They identified one key missing ingredient to the lifestyle and to the lives of the people who could potentially die of these diseases in the next seven to eight years. And the magic pill, drum roll please, aerobic exercise. Aerobic exercise has been identified as the one thing that can prevent the death of 500 million people over the next seven to eight years. Aerobic exercise. All right, so let's talk a little bit about what is aerobic exercise. When I hear the word aerobics or aerobic, as a product of the 80s, as a Gen X guy, I immediately, when I hear aerobics, I think of Richard Simmons. Crazy, wild, bushy-haired, Afro Richard Simmons in his shorty shorts and his tank top. That's what I think of. I think of people in aerobics classes back in the 80s doing the stepper. Remember the step up? You'd step up and down the plastic step with your with your class, maybe your YMCA step-up aerobics class. Um <laughs> It just cracks me up even thinking about it. But when I think of aerobics, that's what I think of. Aerobics became a really big deal back in the 70s and the 80s. Richard Simmons leading the charge, weirdo as he was, really actually influenced our country in a really positive direction with his uh, with his fitness lifestyle that he that he pushed and and promoted. But yeah, when I think of aerobics, I think of Richard Simmons. But 500 million potential deaths by 2030 that could be prevented by adopting a lifestyle of aerobic exercise. So let me read a couple quotes from this article, and then we're going to talk a little bit more detail about aerobic exercise, what that is. Uh, We can talk about some specifics because when you hear aerobic, that's a really broad, vague term. So we're going to dial it. We're going to kind of fine tune a little bit and talk about what aerobic exercise is, but check this out. The article says this, 499.2 million new cases of preventable major uh, non-communicable diseases would occur globally by 2030 if the prevalence, if the prevalence of physical inactivity does not change. With direct healthcare costs, of roughly 520 billion with a B dollars. Physical inactivity. If physical inactivity across our globe does not change, if the sedentary lifestyles of people don't 
change over the next seven or eight years, we're talking about 499.2, and we're going to just call it 500 million deaths as a result of sedentary lifestyles. All right. Another quote was this physical inactivity is a major modifiable risk factor for non-communicable diseases. That's a hard word to say, non-communicable diseases and mental health conditions, including stroke, hypertension, type two diabetes, coronary heart disease, several types of cancers, which we listed dementia, depression, and all cause mortality. All right, one last quote. We estimate that 499.2 million new cases of preventable non-communicable diseases and mental health conditions would occur globally by 2030 if the current prevalence of physical inactivity does not change. All right, so let's talk details. Let's get into the weeds a little bit. And let's give you a prescription, right? You go to the doctor, he gives you a prescription. Take this and you'll get better. This is your prescription. So let's talk about the prescription of aerobic exercise. First of all, let's talk about what is aerobic exercise. There are two types of exercise. There's aerobic, and there's what we refer to as anaerobic. Anaerobic exercise is, is exercise that does not require the use of oxygen to complete the, the, the task, if you want to call it that, to do the exercise. A great example of that would be weightlifting. Uh, another great example of that would be short bursts of sprinting. You're not, we're not going to require oxygen to get into the mitochondria and cellular respiration and all the things. We're not going to dive into that. That's not this podcast. But anaerobic exercise does not require oxygen for you to execute that exercise. Usually it's really high intensity for very short lengths of time. Aerobic exercise, on the other hand, does require oxygen, thus the name aerobic exercise. And usually those are going to be things that are going to be longer duration, but lower intensity. Okay. So just kind of splitting that up, anaerobic exercise, generally going to be short bursts of high energy output. Aerobic exercise is going to be longer duration exercise. It's more uh, low intensity and just think of, you know, let's go back to the Richard Simmons thing. When you used to watch Richard Simmons in the eighties, teach his little classes, they'd be in 30, 45 minute classes where they're just getting that heart rate going. And they just keep that heart rate going for, for quite some time. That's your aerobic exercise. So aerobic exercise, we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, the prescription of what this report gave us in terms of exactly what to do. And then we're going to break down a little bit of detail on how to do it. So there's two things they specifically mentioned. They specifically mentioned two different uh, durations and intensities of exercise. The first was this. If you can execute 150 minutes per week of moderate exercise, you can reverse the mortality rate. We talked about the 500 million deaths by 2030. The prescription to stopping that 
and stopping the things like the Alzheimer's and the anxiety and the depression, the dementia, all the things we listed earlier. One of the prescriptions for that is aerobic exercise for 150 minutes total per week at moderate intensity. We're going to talk about intensity in just a minute, but that's prescription number one, 150 minutes. Okay. So what's that? Two and a half hours a week. That's it. Two and a half hours a week. So we're talking about 30 minutes, five times per week of moderate intensity aerobic exercise. Prescription number two, 75 minutes of intense aerobic exercise. You can break that down into three sets, three sessions of 25 minutes each of intense exercise. All right, so let's talk about moderate exercise intensity and intense aerobic exercise. All right, uh, in the world of endurance sports and in aerobic sports, uh, I remember when I was training for triathlon, one of the things that my trainer and some of the experts that I kind of followed their advice on, and, and even with my marathon training, especially really with my marathon training, uh, there was a reference to what was called zone two cardio. And I worked zone two cardio religiously. And so I'm going to tell you, I'm going to take you through uh, five zones of aerobic exercise, five zones of cardio exercise. I'm going to tell you what those zones represent. Zone number one, this is our starting point. Zone one of cardio or aerobic exercise is going to get your heart rate to somewhere in the range of about 50 to 60% of your maximum heart rate. That's zone one. All right. So what is your maximum heart rate? Your maximum heart rate as a rule of thumb, and this is not exact science. If your conditioning is really, really poor, your max heart rate might be a little bit lower than this, uh, this rule of thumb. And if your condition is really, really great, your max heart rate may be higher. Okay. But the rule of thumb on max heart rate is 220 minus your age. So if you're a 50 year old man, unconditioned, your max heart rate is going to be about 170 beats per minute. Okay. If you're a 35 year old woman, unconditioned, your max heart rate is going to be 185 ish. Somewhere in that range of 185. So when we're talking about zone one cardio, 50 to 60% of your max, if your max heart rate is, let's just say 120, okay? Well, you'd have to be 100 years old to be 120. Let's not go there. So you're, you're 50 years old, okay? We're going back to the 50-year-old man. Max heart rate of 170. So somewhere between 50 and 60% of that number 85, 90, somewhere in that range, that's going to be zone one. That's very low intensity. And when we're talking about 150 minutes of moderate exercise, that doesn't quite put us where we want to go. We want to step up at least into zone two. Zone two is going to be 60 to 70% 
roughly of your max heart rate. Now, one really easy way to know when you're operating in zone two is when we call that a uh, conversational pace. If you can do, if you can do cardio and you're in zone two, you're going to be able to have a conversation with somebody and to be able to breathe in a way that you're getting enough air, but at the same time, you can have a conversation with somebody, but you're right on the verge of not being able to talk extremely smoothly. You're kind of on that verge of, I'm having a hard time having a conversation with you. So zone two is going to be somewhere in that window of, I can have a conversation with you, but it's getting kind of difficult. That's zone two. That's a good place to land when it comes to some moderate intensity cardio or mar um, moderate intensity aerobic exercises, that zone two window. All right. For me personally, zone two is somewhere in the range of about 140 to 145 beats per minute on my heart rate. That's definitely more than 60 or 70% of my heart rate max, but I'm also rather well-trained. So it's a little different for most people. Like I'm 50 years old for the average 50 year old, that's going to step into zone two. They're probably going to be in somewhere in the 125 ish range. 130 range is right where they're going to kind of start to have a difficult time having a conversation. All right. So when we're talking moderate intensity exercise for 150 minutes per week, that zone two window is a great place to be maybe drifting into zone three just a little bit. And zone three is going to be 70 to 80% of your max. So zone three, my, I would say when it comes to moderate intensity, somewhere in that 70% range is going to be where you want to be. Zone four is where we start to get into the intense exercise levels. And that's the prescription of the three, three sessions of 25 minutes per week or 75 minutes total. We're talking 80 to 90% of your maximum heart rate. So three sessions a week of 25 minutes at an 80 to 90% uh, heart rate of your max, that's going to be zone four. And then zone five is highly intense, gasping for air, no chance in the world of you holding a conversation while you're in zone five. That's going to be 90 to 100% of your maximum heart rate. So for that 50-year-old guy, that max heart rate of 170, when you're in zone five, we're talking you're somewhere between probably 155, 160-ish, and all the way up to 170. Definitely don't encourage anybody untrained to get into zone five. That's my personal recommendation for a season. Avoid zone five, at least for long durations. There is one thing that I have heard many times uh, spoken by people that I trust very much, experts among experts among experts. They highly recommend at least one time a week, letting your heart touch, briefly touch your max heart rate. So if you're 40 years old, let that heart rate touch 180, 175, 180 once a week. Just let it touch it, get it up there and just tap on that max. So that's, that's something that's uh, widely understood as being really good for you, but you don't want to stay there long. All right. So. Going back to the beginning of this topic and kind of wrapping this up. By 2030, estimations are that 500 million people will die between uh, among all over the globe 
all the population of our of our world through Alzheimer's, anxiety and depression, dementia, multiple cancers, fatty liver disease, coronary heart disease, hypertension, and stroke. The two biggest culprits of that list, the two big boys, and this is probably going to surprise you. You won't be surprised by the first one. All right. The first one is hypertension. Of those 500 million predicted deaths, 235 million of them, almost half was hypertension. But you know what the surprising second other uh, big boy was in this list? This really surprised me. It wasn't cancer. It wasn't type 2 diabetes. It was depression and anxiety. Depression and anxiety predicted to take 215 million lives by 2030. And what's the prescription? Exercise. Exercise is a phenomenal tool to fight depression, to fight anxiety. You very rarely see people in the gym, at the spin class, on a jog, Exercising in, exercising in general, you very rarely pe see people that are anxious in those moments. You want to find people that are finding a way to overcome depression? Exercise is a great place to do that. So those are the two big boys. Of those 500 million, almost 90% of the deaths that are going to be predicted are coming from anxiety and depression, which is obviously mental illness and hypertension and aerobic exercise, 150 minutes per week of moderate intensity, zone two, zone three, or 75 minutes of high intensity, zone four, maybe high zone three, maybe tapping on zone five a little bit. Those are the prescription to prevent 500 million deaths around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, I cannot emphasize this enough, and I will pound this drum on this show for as long as I exist here. If you are living a sedentary lifestyle and you are overweight, if you're obese, the time has come. You have kicked the can down the road long enough. It's time to make some changes. If you have to start small, start small. If you have to start with 25 minutes a week, start with 25 minutes a week. If you can't do 150 minutes a week, you're just not capable of that just yet. Where can you start? What can you do? All right. Everybody can do something. We can all start somewhere, but the time has come for us to stop, you know, hiding our head in the sand and pretending that this is going to go away because it's not going to go away. Get yourself out, get off the couch, get off the computer, get off the video games, turn off the Netflix, and at the very least, go for a good, brisk walk. If you can do that even three or four times a week, you're immediately increasing your odds 
of, of not being a statistic. Where can you start? What can you do today to start the journey of fitness, of health, to turn the tide and to begin to go a different direction? 500 million people by 2030 predicted to die if we don't stop the inactivity that is taking place around the world. And Americans, let's just be honest, we are the worst of the worst when it comes to sedentary lifestyles. It just is. We can't, we can't pretend it's not real. We can't act like it's not true. We Americans are the laziest bunch of people in the, on the globe. It's time to look in the mirror and say, today, things change. And then you won't be a part of the statistics that are predicted to hit by 2030. All right. As always, if I can help you in any way, if I can suggest to you exercises, if I can offer any help to you whatsoever, just connect with me through my website, itfactorcoaching.health. Find me on my social media through my website. Love to talk to you. Love to do anything I can to help you. But don't be a statistic. Aerobic exercise is the prescription to not be the statistic and be one of those 500 million people. All right? Your kids and grandkids will thank you. Promise.